Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside me today, the former Surrey skipper, current Surrey player and ultimate team man, Gareth Batty. With the start of the county season just days away, it's surely appropriate we begin it at the home of the champions at Surrey. It was quite a 2018, so could it be possibly any better in 2019? Director of Cricket, Alex Stewart, thinks so. With this group of players that we've got and the group of players that are working hard that they want to achieve more, both individually and collectively, we are looking forward to the season and the challenges that will come with that. Sides have improved and strengthened their squads. We have as well, in signing Liam Plunkett and Jordan Clark. Um, we also got to make sure that, to say, what we did last year was good for last year, but we've got to be better for 2019. We will hear from Jason Roy about his intentions to get into the England Test squad and how Ben Folkes intends to get back into it. At the time, I didn't probably appreciate it as much as um, I could have done. But obviously, I loved playing, but you, you don't really think about it. You just think about it, game of cricket. Um, so I think, yeah, getting back and kind of just understanding what's just happened. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a surreal and amazing feeling um, and leaves you wanting more. As well as hearing from the likes of Morning Morkle, Ollie Pope and Mark Stoneman. So stay tuned for that. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the weekly cricket news. You're listening to Following On. Well, where else would you want to be on a fine spring afternoon than slap bang in the middle of your favourite sports grounds? Well, alongside Craven Cottage, of course, the Oval, a place I've been coming to longer than the man who's alongside me today. Welcome back to uh, to sunny England. That's the last time we were together was... West Indies, that's think then. I can't even remember what country. Barbados, probably. You've been to Dubai since then. But here we are. 
press day at the Oval, the day when all the players turn up and speak to the uh, the local guys, the uh, national guys, and then uh, take some team photos. But there was a few less players there today. There was a few missing. It sounds like illness has, has uh, gone through the team. It's, uh, it's uh, so no Verdi, no Burns, and a few others missing. Uh, but you must be very excited ahead of uh, another season for the champions, of course. Yeah, the dreaded Lurgis hit the captain uh, taken down overnight. But this time of year, I think it's my 23rd, but I still get the goosebumps when you get a box of stuff put in your area, all your new kit comes out. Nowadays, you've got all your personalised initials on and your number, all these little things that are sort of put in your place. It is like Christmas Day for the kids. We're a bunch of kids up there, fundamentally. Uh, The ground looks a picture. The boys are absolutely raring to go. We had a rigor trip uh, to Dubai recently uh, where most of the guys got over a few niggles, got some miles in the legs, but... um, the 17 other counties around the country absolutely itching to get started now. I tell you what, let's have a little walk away from the lawnmower, not because it's uh, interrupting with the sound, but we just so we can look up to the dressing room because as a as listeners know, Surrey member and a lifelong Surrey fan, it doesn't matter how many years go by, that first day of the county season and that kind of feeling in and around the country as we approach the start of the county championship, such a special feeling. And it's a special feeling being out here on the pitch as the gaffer looks on. We'll hear from Alex Stewart a little bit later. Um, when I come here, I look around these stands and every stand's got a different memory for me, whether it's over there in the OCS watching Alex Stewart, actually, back in the early 80s and Trevor Jesty and Jeff Howarth my first game of cricket against Sri Lanka A or uh, two Kiwis pouring a pint of beer on my dad's friend's back watching West Indies in 2000 and him nearly throttling them on the other side of the ground or up in the pavilion the pavilion upper watching that amazing spell of bowling from Freddie Flintoff in the 2005 Ashes series there's just memories wherever you look but what about you as a player because you don't sit in the stands you're the one giving me people like me the memories to look back on yeah, I suppose I'm very lucky that um, it's bizarre, and I'm not just saying it. Every time I walk through the Hobbs Gates, there's a bit of a, you know you're walking into that amphitheatre. This is where dreams are made from a playing perspective. This is where people remember, oh, he did this here, or he did that there. It's just that wonderful feeling about a ground. And then now, stood on the outfield, looking back to the Mickey Stewart members pavilion, the man that actually got me to Surrey, uh, the man that was looking after England in the 19s and all age group stuff, man I owe my whole career to, um, with his son Alec it's just an amazing ground it has it's just that it's everything about it it's the gladiator it's the gladiator where you go into the Coliseum this is my Coliseum I just love being out here every single time I come out I don't take it for granted and the day that I do I'll get a little slap on the back of my head do not take this for granted this is not a normal ground history has been made here and will continue to be made and let's hope that um Still being a player and other players can make uh, great history for, for the supporters to have uh, wonderful times here. Well, you've just been part of the team photo. You've got the whites on. It's all quite apt, actually. And you mentioned Alex Stewart. Well, I caught up with the gaffer uh, and he had uh, plenty to say and was, as you'd expect, in pretty optimistic form going into the 2019 season. Champions of 2018. It, it's very hard not to feel very positive and optimistic about the direction of this great club. 
Yes, I think you summed it up pretty well there. Very proud of what we achieved last year. Um, not just in winning the championship, but also providing players to the England setup again on a regular basis. And now the challenge is to repeat and improve on what we did last year, because it's no point just living in the past. You've got to live in the here and now and obviously look to the future. But with this group of players that we've got and the group of players that are working hard, that they want to achieve more, both individually and collectively, um, yes, we're on April 1st, um, but we are looking forward to the season and the challenges that will come with that. 46 points separated first from second in 2018. I mean, even for you, someone who's as positive a man as I've met in the game, even you couldn't have foreseen that, surely? No, and let's say we'd won it by one point or 40 odd points, it didn't matter, we finished top. Um, and it's a challenge defending titles, having done that under Adam Hollyoaks' captaincy. Uh, we know how difficult that is. You know, the term I've used previously, we've been the hunters, we're now the hunted. So we've got to make sure that we improve on last year, because if we don't, uh, there'll be other counties who'll run past us and we can't afford that to happen. So we've got to make sure that what we did last year, um, we improve on, and we do that through, again, doing the basics right, sticking to our game plans and being the very best that we can be because we know other sides whether it be Essex who have Alistair Cook um, full time with them that's like a world class signing for Essex to have him there all the time uh, Knotts will have Stuart Broad available for a, a vast majority of the early part of that championship and have made some signings as well from other counties so sides have improved and strengthened their squads we have as well in signing Liam Plunkett and Jordan Clark and um, we also got to make sure that to say what we did last year was good for last year but we've got to be better for 2019. Before I let you go as you know we've been uh, lucky enough to be joined on tour in Sri Lanka and West Indies with by Gareth Batty I've yet to find anyone say a bad thing about him I'm hoping you the gaffer can let the listeners in on what an absolute nightmare he can actually be we didn't see it but surely here you must have seen some some proper bat drops at times he, he's a special individual um, I'd like to be able to slaughter him if I could um, the only thing I can say is the older he's got I reckon the better he's got you know that that's the thing he, he's smashes in the gym up um, he'll do his run running out on the outfield here he just wants to be the best he can be he loves it he's a real cricket anorak mm. um, you know his, his dad a great bloke is still playing cricket or was still playing cricket at, at 70 early 70s bats will be exactly the same I don't think he'll be playing in his 70s for Surrey but he might play for our over 70s uh, but he just loves the game you know without cricket it's not the Gareth Batty um, that we all love to see so he um, he's done everything possible um, to be in the best possible shape to um, to be available for that first game of the season. Um, and I know how desperate he is he, to play. He, disappointed he was to have missed out at the start of last year when he had a back problem, which gave Verdi an opportunity. Verdi's currently uh, injured, so he won't be playing in the first game. And um, Bats is there to grab it, and then we know what he can do with a white ball. But unfortunately, I can only speak in glowing terms about Gareth Batty. I know the listeners will want otherwise, but I can't slaughter him. If I was, I'd be lying. I won't lie on radio. <laughs> So there you go, Alex Stewart. I mean, I've uh, I asked him to, to bag you essentially, and he just wouldn't do it. It's very difficult finding a man or woman here who's got something negative to say about you, bats. And same thing could be said about Stewart. I mean, what kind of impact has he had on your career at Surrey over the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years? Everything. He was the man when I was a youngster who came to the club um, that put his arm around me and looked after me, told me where I was falling down and tried to help me back up. And then he, he was sort of part of the reason why back in the day I went to 
play for Tom Moody at Worcester um, because we had a wonderful team here. I wasn't getting too much action as a young man I wanted to play. Certainly wasn't anything to do with the club. It was just the fact I couldn't play cricket. Uh, Stu was very involved in that. And then coming back, very involved. And the last sort of eight or nine years of the piece, he's been, he's been the rock uh, for everybody at the club. Um, he's the man that's put this jigsaw together. He's the reason why we're in this wonderful position. Yes, he's had people helping him out along the way, but he's got the vision. He understands what the club's about, and that is the most important thing. No one person is bigger than this great club. And he had the vision that we needed um, that identity running through our team, running through our club, that it's Surrey. Yes, we have lots of money that we can buy great players in your Mone Morkels, your Kumar Sangakaras. But if it doesn't have a Surrey feeling running through the club, we've got a real problem. And we had years where that was a problem. Certainly not the case now. And Stewie is the man who's put all that together. And it's, uh, it's a wonderful story. And let's hope, um, from a Surrey perspective, from a fan, a player, a man that will come here for the years with my kids, um, that we're going to have a fruitful 10 years because everything's set up squad-wise and club-wise for that to happen. Well, it certainly has been a very successful year for Surrey, but behind the scenes, that's where the uh, the grassroots have started to show quite a few years ago. And the amount of young faces in that team lineup I watched uh, earlier, and some of the, uh, the even the young faces who made it through to the England squad over the winter live on Talk Sport. One of them, Ben Folks, um, Alex Stewart, actually quite angry that he was dropped for that third Test match in the West Indies. And I caught up with Folks uh, shivering in the uh, spring. Uh, chill and uh, just asked him whether he was ready to look back on that series uh, with fondness or was it frustration so Ben here we find ourselves after a winter away in Sri Lanka and West Indies I know we've had a few weeks since you've come back a couple of months to yourself is it possible to compartmentalise it uh, and look back at it with some distance um, I think so I think a bit not say disbelief but sort of that sort of because after so many years you've kind of tried to reach a certain level and that's since a kid that's always been your dream um, and at times it looks so far away and then I think for it to like come around in such strange circumstances and so quickly and it kind of all happened um, at once um, at the time I didn't probably appreciate it as much as um, I could have done but obviously I loved playing but you, you don't really think about it you just think about it game of cricket um, so I think yeah getting back and kind of just understanding what's just happened um, it's quite it's quite a surreal and amazing feeling um, and leaves you wanting more well I'm, I'm, I bet it does I mean it was an incredible start and maybe that very sudden introduction to test cricket might have played a part in how well it went for you as well but it was quite sudden the hopefully temporary end as well what are your feelings now a month or so on about missing that last test match after performing so well throughout your five test career up until that point yeah I think um, obviously Sri Lanka went as, as well as I could have hoped um, and then I'd say I think the, thi- the thing that I found difficult about the West Indies was just more the, the say the manner of dismissals the mode of dismissals that I got out in I'd say um, obviously people bowl good balls so you try and keep them out um, which I didn't but a couple of that like the whacking one into short leg that sort of thing um, off your glove on your body back to start like just annoying things um, not that obviously I've got anyone to blame for that but just frustrating ways of getting out so it's not it's not as if you look back and you go oh, yeah I just gave my wicket away four times and that's why I was dropped it's just a little bit frustrating the fact that a couple of them are a bit freak um, but that is international sport I guess um, at, at times you're not going to get a long run um, and you're going to almost have to perform most games but yeah it's, it's one of the things 
Um, I've asked the other players I spoke to today. So we've been touring with Gareth Batty, of course. He was with us in Sri Lanka for two months. He was in the West Indies. Um, I'm trying to find someone to say something negative about him. I don't know if you can help. Negative about bats. There's not many. If you get if you get him on a bad day, though, you can have oh, a good. Oh really? Come on. You can have a lovely strop if you get him on a bad day. But he's a he's a legend of a bloke, um, and you don't get too many bad days. Then folks, are there is there anyone in that team that will will bag you? I mean, I've, there's a few that we speak we speak to on this show, but I mean, are we going to get anyone saying anything negative about you? I mean, I toured with you for two months in Sri Lanka. I can't really think of anything bad. It's it's a bit annoying actually. I'll get a few drinks on board, people. I'm sure you get a few stories. Uh, no, I'm certainly not whiter than white, but um, look, you just try and do the best, don't you? And uh, certainly um, put the club first for a long time. But uh, I love this place, and I, I hope that's very apparent to people that uh, love it equally as much as I do. Well, folksy, it's tough to see him back in the English side this year, isn't it? I mean, I know it was a, f- a freak injury to Johnny Bairstow on the outfield ahead of that first test match that saw him given the opportunity, which he took. Player of the series, as we know, on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. But dropping him for that third test match kind of suggests where the selectors are in their approach for what is a, a big, big, big summer of international cricket uh, within the test arena with the Ashes and that island, island test. Yeah, I mean, folks, he certainly did nothing wrong. Um, I think the purist, the wicket-keeping purist, would say he's arguably the best keeper in the country. And I think even the boys that are jousting for that position would, would maybe openly admit that. Um, but as a full package, Johnny Best, I mean, he's been a wonderful cricketer for England. We're seeing him in the IPL now, the big stage that's just won down from international cricket, cleaning up, getting 100 uh, in his sort of infancy of, of the of the of the tournament for him I mean he's a wonderful player and you know he made a real point of saying I want the gloves he's made a real statement the selectors look as though they're going down that route um, but we certainly know that we've got Josh Butler who can certainly uh, do us a very fine job but folks he's going to find himself just on that sort of periphery because of the big competitions the other two boys playing uh, Jason Roy has swapped Gujarat for uh, Vauxhall. Uh, he's a name that's uh, been chatted about in and around uh, the scene about whether he's going to make his debut in the Test Arena for England. I caught up with him earlier as well after another successful winter for England. Are you the kind of guy that sets himself goals at the start of the season? And if so, what are your goals coming into 2019? I, I don't think I'm a goal setter as such, not individual games and, and whatnot. I just want to kind of personally make sure that I've improved from my last year. Um, I want to make sure that when I'm playing in whatever game I'm playing in this year, whether it be the first game of the season here for Surrey or as an World Cup, then I need to just and then I, I just need to make sure that I'm I'm raring to go. I don't want to say I want to get five six hundreds or who knows like what's going to happen. I want to win this. I want to do that because it's a case of being as good as I can be, and then all those things fall into place. Are you at the peak of your powers? Is that how you feel? No, I think I think I still got more to come. Um, I think. The big hundreds are great. Um, like to get bigger hundreds more consistently as well. Um, but I don't think there's ever going to be a, a point in my career where I think I'm at the peak of my powers. Uh, there's always a way of getting better. There's always things you can do better on the field and off the field. You, you're always trying to get better. So I think th- this year is definitely a, a year for that. It being so busy, you have to kind of make sure that off-field is looking after on-field stuff. 
if you do play against Essex, uh, slight injury concern as things stand. Have you been told what position you're going to play in the batting order? No, I haven't been told. Um, obviously pushing for as high up the order as possible. Um, so we'll wait and see. But the injury's going well, the rehab's going well, feeling strong and feeling ready. So it's just a case of getting a thumbs up from the trainers and then getting on the putt. You say you want to bat as high up in the order as possible. Is that with an eye to the potential of maybe a call up for England if things go well in the, the longer format? Yeah, of course. If things go well and if, if things are panning out the way they, sh- they should um, in the one-day stuff and and I play some good cricket and I get some good runs on the board and then they come knocking, then yeah, I'll, I'll bat wherever I'm told, to be honest. 1-2-11. I don't care. As long as I can walk on that field one day as a test player, it'll be pretty cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Became a father, Jason Roy, last week. And I mean, I, as you heard, I asked him, is this peak Roy? I mean, he's 28, 29. He's got international experience now. He's played in a tournament for England. He's played in the IPL. You know, he's a regular fixture within England and Surrey. Is it now or never for Jason for test honours? No, I don't think so. I just think it's a great window for him. It's a massive summer of cricket. Um, his face, his everything about him is in the shop window uh, can he get out there and play the first game for Surrey first question can he get out he's got a bit of a hamstring injury at the minute he won't be getting too much sleep because he's got a little one at home and we both know about that that uh, that's not going to help the healing process but can he get out there look the way he played in the Caribbean the game in Barbados that he got the big hundred I've never seen him play better than that I know he can play better 
I know he can get better. He's 28-29. I think we'll see the absolute peak of Jason Roy at 30-31. Body withholding out uh, because he's getting better. He is, a, he is still very much a young man. Should he be playing this summer in the Ashes, I'd be picking him because he's opened international cricket now for two, three years. He understands it all. His technique actually changes for the better in red ball cricket. He doesn't get too funky. He doesn't try the outrageous shots. He reins it in and he hits the ball at 80% then, which he'll still strike at 100, like we've seen Warner do very successfully. The crossover from a perceived white ball player into being a very fine test cricketer. I think, we've see, I think we could see and will see Jason Roy do that and possibly go a little bit further because I think his technique is that much better. He can't, of course, uh, open for Surrey because Rory Burns, who plays for England, and Mark Stoneman, who hopes to play for England again, uh, the highest, as we heard from Alex Stewart earlier today, the highest he's going to bat is three, maybe four for Surrey. Uh, Rocky uh, Stoneman is an interesting one. I mean, maybe I was a little bit biased, but I thought he was a trifle unlucky, actually. thought he performed admirably well against the, the Aussies away from home. Uh, whilst he didn't have the scores, he certainly had the crease occupation at times and after struggling a little bit, uh, as you're about to hear, when he returned to Surrey, uh, he seems to be back in form and should be, uh, should be someone that we, we keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, we see, it with so, we see it with so many players. You know, Joe, Joe Root was picked young, then went back to county cricket to, to basically get that grooming and get that final stage of his career ready so that when he goes back in, he, he, he cleaned up again and is a wonderful player that we, that we see now. Jonathan Trott, similar sort of thing, played a few games and went back to Warwickshire and played again. So Rocky is very much in that state that he's come back. Uh, it struggled a little bit, which everybody does, because it's just the, the little idiosyncrasies that you see in international cricket. Half of it is a, the mental side and understanding that not everybody's looking at you when you're walking down the street you get that sort of monkey off your back as it were and you go back to what you did well and then understand how you need to just slightly change it so that when you get another go internationally if you get another go you're that much better and you're that much better prepared I think Rocky will certainly be that sort of player he thinks about his game uh, he's a very talented player obviously his, his grounding has been up in the up in the northeast at Durham and we're very lucky and very fortunate to have taken him from there a lot of praise needs to go to them but um I think he'll come back bigger and better this year. Well, let's hear from the man himself. He caught up with TalkSport's James Savindra. Mark, how do you look back on 2018? Because it was a brilliant year for you with Surrey, winning the title, played in the Ashes. Um, but then the difficult start to the season with, with England meant you lost your place in the side as well. Yeah, I think um, it finished on a high, which was which was the main thing. I, I got back to playing nicely and obviously um, lifting the, the championship, long way to championship here at Surrey. It was a fantastic way to cap off the season. Um, on a personal note, it, it fluctuated quite a bit. Obviously, started the summer as a, an England player and, and found myself out the side um, in May, which was um, it was tough um, and not not a position I'd been in before. And took a little bit of, of getting my head around. And um, but once got back, um, playing nicely, um, it's just sort of all things flowing nicely towards the end of the summer again. How difficult was that, as you mentioned, because your form did fluctuate following. Um, being out of the England side, um, it's quite hard. I think you you leave with um, a lot of questions, and you start searching for answers that you've um, you've never had to find before on, on a sort of physical and, and mental level. Um, but thankfully, we've got an amazing squad and staff here at Surrey who um, challenge you every day, and you don't get to lick your wounds for too long. They understand it's tough and it, um, it's hard, but you you come back here with a job to do, and um, just getting back amongst the lads and working hard fin finally found that form again and um, like I say uh, finishing off the season strongly was a nice way to do it 
uh, 10 or 11 tests, I think you've, you've played for England now, averaging just a shade under 30. Do you think you were harshly dealt with? Uh, when I analyse it myself, harshly dealt with? No, because it's international cricket and you need to be performing and um, putting in bigger returns than, than what I had done. Um, it, it is hard and I think sometimes... Um, Sort of, you wonder if you got a couple more chances where you're close to just cracking it, but um, that wasn't to be. Hopefully, if I put things right for Surrey this summer, start the season well, score the runs that I'm capable of doing, then um, get my name at the top of the list for selectors come the end of the summer. And as you've played those 10 games, does it make you even hungry to, to go back and, and do it all over again? Yeah, absolutely. Once you've had a taste of Test cricket, you know that's, that's, where, you wanna, that's where you wanna be and um, performing it on the big stage against, against the best in the world. And, um, you just take that little bit of stock once once you left out the side to to realise what you need to be doing better and um, how to put those things right and hopefully that comes through this year. Yeah, really interesting to uh, to see if he makes it back. I asked you about Jason Roy, is it now or never? You, a stoneman who probably doesn't have as many years uh, as Jason does. Uh, he certainly doesn't have as many years left in him as Ollie Pope. I mean, some of that team, by the way, part of the uh, the squad, when you've got your, your Will Jacks, you've got an 18-year-old scoring a century on debut for Surrey. Yes. Smithy. Smith. Jamie Smith? Yep. Uh, you've got uh, Ollie Pope he's already got two tests under his belt actually let's hear from Ollie Pope he caught up with James Savindra as well well I'm joined by Ollie Pope here at the Kier Oval Ollie brilliant season last year for Surrey and you've started off on fire in that MCC game yeah uh, last year was pretty special I mean what we did as a club um, was awesome and then things went pretty quickly for me as well which was nice um and yeah, like you said, last week was a nice way to start the first class year, but um, I see it as nothing more and it's um, it's just a stepping stone into the county season. Hopefully I can put in some similar performances for, for Surrey here and away during the championship. I can imagine it was a bit of a whirlwind last year because there was so much going on. Having had a bit of time to take stock, what, do you, what are your feelings about that England period you had, those two matches? Um... Looking back on it, I see it as a massive positive. Uh, obviously, I only played three innings um, over the two games um, and it came and went pretty quickly at the time. Ended up on a Sri Lanka tour. Uh, next thing you know, you're in, in the line. So, like you say, it was a whirlwind and things do change quickly. But um, looking back on sort of everything that happened, I see it as a massive massive positive um, I know what it takes to be be sort of at the top of your game right at the top level now um, so hopefully I can sort of take those lessons and keep developing as a as a batter and as a person as well hopefully whenever I do get my next opportunity if it comes then um, then I sort of I've got those first debut games out of the way and I can really focus on putting some performances in if if the, yeah like I said if the if the opportunity comes around does it make you desperate to return to the England team or are you happy to, to wait your turn and, and just enjoy yourself here at Surrey because you are so young and you've got so many good years ahead of you? Yeah, that, I mean, at the time when everything was happening, uh, I tried, I, I knew that, look, the worst comes to the worst. If I don't, if it doesn't click straight away, I'm 20 years old at the time. Um, I've got a lot of cricket to play and I'm, this hopefully wouldn't be my only shot, but... Um, I think if you get too desperate for it, it can only you don't want to you don't want to put yourself under that too too much pressure. But I think playing here, I mean, if all you got to do is look around the changing room and see how great, and well, look around the ground as well and see how great it is playing at Surrey. Um, I remember coming back after those England games and I'd sort of loved every minute being back in back in a Surrey shirt with the lads. 
uh, and you sort of you don't forget how special it is but as soon as you're back doing it you realise how, how fun it is and how good it is playing with these boys here Very different to hear the contrasts there from Pope who knows he's got time he's played for England of course he wants back but he's got time and he knows if he scores runs to Surrey he'll get back in the side at some point uh, Rocky's slightly different he, he's desperate to play Ashes again he's desperate to play for England and you've got the feeling it's going to be this summer but uh, when you look at the, the abundance of talent that Surrey have got at the moment um, and the youngsters coming through McCurr as well another one who came through towards the end of last season um, it's uh, of course very optimistic times for Surrey but you know if there was a a secret to that success where, where do you think it lies I think it's going back to the whole uh, there has to be a Surrey feel throughout the club from the from the chaps on the gate to the lady that serves as lunch to the guys in the changing room I think we have to have that Surrey identity because uh, there's a lot of money here there's a lot of uh, things that, that can sort of disguise and, and, and mask over what we're trying to achieve we're trying to achieve winning for Surrey and if we win for Surrey, that means we're going to produce some England players, which is why we're all here, to produce good England players. But it starts from the bottom, that Surrey has to come first, and then if you perform well and it all goes on, then you have that, let's say, let's say that feather in your cap that you represent your country and you do well for your country. But you've got to think at the base level first, and our base level with Gareth Townsend doing the academy and the juniors, there is now a pathway to go through. I can be that boy that bats at three or four and bats with Jason Roy or Ollie Pope, whoever your hero is, these 13, 14 year olds are seeing that path through. And that is what we have to encourage. We have to keep evolving and we certainly don't want to take it for granted. We have a wonderful squad now. How do we keep that squad happy? It's not like football where you can have guys on the bench. You can only have 11 playing. So we have to be very careful. We need to look after every player. We need to know that they're in a good place and keep giving them their worth even if they're not playing because there will become a time that desperately Surrey will need them to win games of cricket so it's a it's a balancing act and uh, we should do it at the helm we'll get it right I'm sure uh, those listening who aren't of a Surrey persuasion will also probably be thinking about the overseas signings. Surrey do have that financial might, which you mentioned. Um, Morning Morkel last season, absolutely wonderful signing for Surrey. He certainly, he certainly speaks well and he says the right things, unlike some of his uh, compatriots who maybe will regret some of the utterances that have come out of their mouths in the last couple of weeks. Is there a more fearsome bowler in county cricket than Morning Morkel when he's, uh, when he's on song, and especially when he's operating on a bit of a juicier oval track than maybe we've, the ones we've seen over the last uh, few years? There certainly wasn't last year. Um, he was the difference between us uh, being a championship team and, and in around the pack and would we get over the line. He was the difference. 60 wickets in 10 games. Wow. I can't think of anybody that's done that in the last sort of decade, really. Um, he was the difference. He really was. Um, is there anybody that can do what he does? I tell you what, Conor McCurr's not a million miles away. He's a young man. We're not putting pressure on. But wow. He's got the height. He's got the pace. He's got the physique. He's really, really one for the future and he's one we need to nurture properly and having the big fella Marnie he was brilliant with our younger fellas in the change room having him sat next to him in the change room is absolute gold make no mistake it's not just the performance out on the field you need good people to then put the information back into youngsters so they come through quicker and better 
South African born as well I suppose uh, so for Connor to have uh, someone like Mornay alongside him as you say wow uh, and when you consider some of the names of that dressing room by the way over the last few years Graham Smith uh, fleetingly unfortunately but uh, followed by the likes of Ricky Ponting and KP Kumar Sangakara now Morning Morkel continuing a very proud tradition um, and Morning Morkel caught up with James Savundra earlier today I'm joined here at the beautiful Kia Oval by Mornay Morkel Mornay uh, must be good to be back here great to be back um, yeah what is it four four five months um, went so quickly and uh, yeah, we're two weeks out from, from the start of the season it was a surprise when you came to the club last year but I imagine you completely vindicated your decision with the way Surrey went especially in the championship yeah, it was a special, special season, and, and uh, you know, hopefully this year we can, um, you know, compete for for all three, for all three uh, trophies and, and go go well. But um, I think you know the biggest sort of challenge again is going to be the, you know, the the champo. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the challenge. Um, and I think we've got a fantastic squad, and uh, yeah, the guys are are hungry. Do you think that is the focus this year, defending the championship? Because I know a lot of the guys want success in white ball cricket, but do you think the focus will be let's defend that and then see what we can do in the other competitions? No, I think the, 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 fo- the focus must be to, to, to win all three. You know, I think this, this club is capable of doing that. Um, we, we definitely have got the squad to, to, to go all out. Um, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, well, I've, I've learned sort of, you know, over the years that uh, success is not, you know, guaranteed. We can work and train as hard as we, we like. But um, yeah, it's going to come down to just doing the basics well this season. Um, you know, keeping, keeping the squad fit, keeping everybody healthy. And uh, then we never know. It is an incredible squad, so much depth, especially in the fast bowling area. And you've signed Jordan Clark and Liam Plunkett as well, which will add even more strength and depth. And that competition for places, especially in that department, is incredible. It's going to be tough, you know, but the competition for spots is, is great. Um, you know, I've sort of discovered over the years that, you know, that will push guys, especially at training. Um, and it will, you, you, for now, you can't, you know, sort of afford to, to have a couple of couple of average sort of below par games because there will be a guy knocking on the door, which is great, you know, and uh, that's how you want to, that's the sort of environment you want to you wanna, um, play in and be involved in. And, you know, to have, to have those two, the experience, you know, added to the squad, um, I'm personally excited to, 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 to bowl with them and, and, and play with them and uh, yeah so I think it's an exciting summer um, but you know names in the paper that's that's one thing we still need to go out and uh, produce the goods Morning more call speaking with James Savundra um, ok well I've asked most of the team to say something negative about Gareth Batty so I'll ask you what a nightmare eh yeah I've got I've got fat cheeks I'm balding I've got a bit of a belly that I work every single day to try and get off I've got a sweet tooth and as you know if somebody wants to have a drink after dinner, I quite like to have a drink. Can I give you a tip as well? When you're, so just to give listeners an idea, you had to have the squad uh, photos done today. So you, you, all the team wore their whites, then they swapped shirts and they wore the 50 over uh, top and then they swapped shirts and they wore the T20. Uh, uh, and so we had three photos of squad. Don't get changed next to Liam Plunkett absolute rig of doom <laughs> men's health right next to you no no good even chris tremlett would look uh, look admiringly there's hope for us all mate mate i had plunkett on my right and curran on my left i'm like what is going on i don't stand a chance here uh, but uh, it's going to be uh, me and you for the next uh, couple of months on following on thanks so much for the insight today uh, go well uh, the first championship fixture for Surrey is the 11th so that means we've got another following on before then um, oh how's your toe by the way 
Uh, we've got a bit of a break in there. It's going into the joint, but um, I'm too old to worry about that. As soon as we can get on doing everything, we will do. I've started running, and we, we're back in there. I played four games in Dubai, so we're right enough. Good lads. That's uh, myself, John Norman, Gareth Batty alongside me. This has been following on, and we will be back uh, this time uh, next week. Unfortunately, not from the sunny oval, but hey, I'm sure we'll be back. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you next week. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.